Want a fresh take on what's going on with the Saints, LSU, the betting world, and the NFL? Then you pick the right place. Jim Derry has plenty of datitude, and he's ready to tell you the way it is. Well, the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends across the country listening to this wonderful podcast that we have began over a month ago. 19 episodes in. That's right. It is Datitude episode number 19 for a Friday, November the 5th, 2021. November the 5th. Where did the time go? I walked outside this morning. I'm like, we jumped right from summer to winter. And if you're from the north, you're like, what are you talking about? For me, this is like winter. If I got to put on a sweatshirt, if I can wear a hoodie and still kind of like be a little chilly, that means it's winter. We don't have fall here. And the leaves all end up like, it's like somebody like turns a switch and... <laughs> They just fall off the trees. That's coming soon, I guess. But I digress so early on a Friday morning. We're going to have a Saints preview in just a moment from me. Uh, We're going to have our friends on, our Friday friends, Conductor Dave, Uncle Big Nick. And, you know, I've decided. I did so bad with Conductor Dave last week. I think what what was happening was I was trying to outsmart him. I was trying to figure out, okay, what is he going to pick? How am I going to make it so I, I know I picked this and and he picks that and I'll beat him and make him look silly and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. We were picking the wrong. I mean, I was trying to pick out all these, like, games. You know what I'm doing from now on? And I also was trying not to overlap with with Uncle Big Nick and then my show on Thursday on At The Book. You know, we make certain picks. And so I'm trying to, like, have all these different picks when I realize, you know, to be a good prognosticator and a betting writer, you just pick the ones you like. So from here on out with Conductor Dave, I, I pick the, what I think are the five biggest games in the Saints. That's the ones we're picking. I'm not going to try to get cute and pick, you know, what, whatever the crappy game of the week. Like if Jacksonville is playing – the Texans, or this week the Texans are playing the Dolphins. I mean, that's actually one of my picks of the week. So that will be on this show at some point. But I'm not going to like pick those games just to, to make it so I can look cute and try to kick everybody's butt. No. We're going to pick the five biggest games of the week and the Saints with Conductor Dave. And then with Uncle Big Nick, we're going to have our five-star picks, which are my five best picks of the week. Um, and Uncle Big Nick's five best picks of the week. That segment I've been doing great. Conductor Dave, I wouldn't say he's been, I've been taking a bath in the segment, but I'm now below 500 against the spread after an atrocious week. And he is just lighting it up. I am telling you, Conductor Dave, you, if you've listened to this show before on Friday, you're like, this dude doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And you know what? Sometimes I think he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But guess what? His picks are right. So it doesn't matter how you get there, right? We're going to get there in just a little minute. A little bit. Conductor Day will be on in about 10 minutes. Before we get to the Saints uh, preview, Saints-Falcons preview, 
What is going on in the world of sports? More specifically, what is going on in the NFL the last couple of days? Just uh, you know, two big stars in this league. News comes out. Um, I'm not going to talk too much in this in this first few minutes about Aaron Rodgers because conductor Dave and I are going to get to him in just a minute. Something's wrong with that dude. I mean, really, something is not right with him. But also at the same time, I think it's hysterical. The media is getting all ticked off at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God, you lied to us. He, first of all, if you want to get technical, he didn't lie. He said he was immunized. I mean, immunized could mean you got, you've got the measles shot when you were three months old. So in that sense, he didn't lie. Now, he certainly misled people. But I would be willing to bet. And since I, obviously I do bet, I'm a man of my word. I mean, I really would be willing to bet. You can come bet me if you want. I don't know if we'll ever find out the real answer. But I would be willing to bet that pretty much everyone in that locker room, in that Green Bay Packers locker room, and every coach on that staff knew that he wasn't truly vaccinized. Vaccinized. There you go. Word of the day. Vaccinized. I like it. Vaccinated. And, again, full-out disclosure, so you don't think I'm some, you know, taking one side or the other politically. I am fully vaccinated, okay? So get that out of your head, you people on the other side, because I'm not taking up for Aaron Rodgers. I'm certainly not taking up for him. I'm saying something's wrong with the dude. I mean, I think he believed in his head. I mean, just, just by watching what he said before, I mean, I, I don't think he was trying to, I really don't think he was trying to mislead him. I think something's wrong. I've been saying this for months. Something is not right with that guy. Um, does that mean we give him a pass for misleading? I mean, look, though, the media with their questions, and I'm a part of the media, and I, I, but I just think it's hysterical the way that people approach this subject sometimes. The questions they asked Matt LaFleur. Do you think it's okay that uh, Aaron Rodgers was in this press conference talking to the media? Matt LaFleur, I don't, really don't care what he does with the media. And that's, that's basically what he said. And, but if you think about it, I mean, how close was Aaron Rodgers really getting to the media anyway? Every TV interview he does is from six feet away. And every time he's doing a presser, I doubt he's within 10 feet of anyone. So we may, you know, the only thing, the only problems I see with this is he did, I mean, he's talked to other players after games without, mask, without a mask on. But if they've been vaccinated then they really shouldn't have much to worry about, right? I don't know. Slippery slope, I get it. And I'm not telling anyone whether they should be vaccinized. I did it again. Vaccinated or not vaccinated. I've, I've offered my opinion in this in print. Um, I think you're silly if you don't get vaccinated. 
Um, if you're not getting vaccinated for political reasons, well, I don't have much to say to you. If you're not getting vaccinated because you think it could harm you later on, then that is your right. But I think you're silly if you don't. That's my stand. But I'm not going to tell you to go. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I have friends that haven't been vaccinated. Are they still my friends? Of course. If my wife, who is fully vaccinated, decided that it wasn't in her best interest to get vaccinated, would I get a divorce? Give me a break. I actually, I've actually have friends, too, on the other side. I've seen this. I'm not kidding. I saw someone the other day post out on Twitter. If he were married to someone who refused to get vaccinated, it would be adios. This has become such a polarizing topic that every time it comes up, we just like, I, I, you know, and, and I really think it's just something that we're to the point now where we just, we don't have anything else to talk about sometimes. So let's bring that back up. But again, I'll tell you what I think. And what I think is you're silly if you don't get it, but we can still be friends if you don't. There you go. Next topic in the NFL is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Something's been a problem there for quite a while. Obviously, he and Baker Mayfield don't see eye to eye. But I have a feeling, and it's just a feeling because I don't know. But I think OBJ um, maybe doesn't see eye to eye with a lot of people. Maybe Baker Mayfield doesn't see eye to eye with a lot of people. Who knows? But I don't see any other receivers having a problem with him. Um, it's just... That's obviously a situation that is not going to uh, be solved by itself. And it looks like, as of this morning, after two days of not practicing, it looks like the Browns are about to release him. They are renegotiating the terms of, of his release, said sources all over the social media universe. Sources. But if they're getting to that point where social media is talking about sources, uh, it's probably true. So I would not be surprised if OBJ is not released either later today or sometime this weekend. Um, and when they talk about negotiating the terms of a release, they're probably going to give him some big chunk of money and cut how much he counts toward their salary cap. And also make it, I would imagine, make it easier for another team to sign him because he has such a big salary cap number, which is why the Saints couldn't make a deal for him. I mean, if you were... Listening earlier this week to talk about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being traded to the Saints, obviously there was conversation there. But they couldn't make a deal because the Saints don't have any salary cap room. So, there were, look, if you're looking for OBJ to come to New Orleans, um, you're looking where he could sign, it's very unlikely he's going to come to New Orleans. If they couldn't sign him before... Uh, with a trade, he's probably not going to make it to New Orleans. So that's unlikely. So in theory, it would be great, but who's going to throw it to him? Taysom? Trevor Simeon? Because it's, I'd say it's a 85% chance now 
getting closer to 90, that those that's your quarterbacks for the rest of the season. Potentially Ian Book, uh, which I doubt. He's not ready for prime time, and he's not ready for a team that's probably going to the playoffs. Um, so that, that's your two options. So stop, get all that other stuff out of your head. Those people who want Drew to come back, get, get real. If you're, if you're really holding out hope that Drew Brees is coming back, get real. Stop it. First of all, even if Drew wanted to come back, he cannot play football in the NFL any longer. Were you watching the last three years? Could you imagine if he came back with, what, 11 months off or 10 months off? Give me a break. Drew Brees is not coming back. It's not happening. You got a better chance of Santa Claus knocking on your door tomorrow and handed you an Xbox and with an 80-inch TV. Flat screen. It ain't happening. Stop it. Philip Rivers. Super duper unlikely, but more likely than Drew coming back. Cam Newton, nah. Cam Newton does not fit into the scheme of Sean Payton. He's got Taysom Hill already, who's at least at this point in his career as good as Cam Newton. So if he wants to go that route, he's going to go the way of Taysom Hill. And so that leaves us going into this weekend and the Saints and the Falcons. And what a weird weekend it is. I mean, it, it, it's a weird situation, a weird game. It just has one of those weird vibes to it because the Saints expelled all their energy last week. You could tell during the bye week, they spent all their time during the bye week, not all their time, but they spent a lot of their time during the bye week leading up to the Seattle game, preparing themselves for Tampa Bay. Then obviously their whole week leading up to Tampa Bay, they were preparing for Tampa Bay. You think they thought about Atlanta for one second last week? No. You think they thought about Tampa Bay for about one week full of their bye week? Yes. Maybe longer. They may have spent more time on Tampa Bay in that week before the Seattle game than they actually spent on Seattle. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So now you don't have your starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And you have a quarterback that's, A, coming off of concussion protocol. They weren't going to play him last week. I said it the whole week. People were wondering why the Taysom was coming back. I talked about it with the conductor, Dave. That wasn't a Taysom kind of game. Even if Taysom were 100% ready for Tampa Bay, coming off of what he was coming off, Taysom wasn't going to play last week. It wasn't a – Tampa banging heads with Tampa Bay – was not Taysom's kind of game. Atlanta is Taysom's kind of game. And we see now that he's been practicing yesterday. I practiced fully. Um, So he will um, be back in uniform this weekend for sure. Whether he's the starting quarterback or not, we'll have to wait for Sean Payton to tell us that. Jeff Duncan thinks that Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback, but I just watched Larry Holder of The Athletic. You remember Duncan Holder? All that show for so long, great show, um, that I was actually able to host every now and then. Those guys were 
great about letting me on uh, quite a bit. <clears throat> what they were thinking, I don't know. But Larry Holder seems to think that it's going to be Simeon, and not just this weekend, but going forward. So some interesting conversation there. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Taysom. I really do. I, th- I think, look, we're getting into where I, I think Taysom has had enough time. I think if he really had to play last week, uh, I think he would have been ready. But, again, it wasn't his kind of game. So he, he's ready to go. I think he's going to jump in. I mean, why wait? If, you're gonna, if he's going to be your starting quarterback, I'm, I'm all certain that he's going to be the starting quarterback going forward. I would be very surprised if Taysom Hill is not the starting quarterback going forward. If for anything else, besides the fact that Sean Payton wants to see what happens when he actually gets the reins, I think that he's earned that right at this point. I mean, he really has. I mean, whether I think he's the best fit um, doesn't matter. Whether you think he's the best fit doesn't matter. Whether anyone else out there wants to see him play. We know Conductor Dave wants to see him play. At this point, Taysom Hill has earned the right to be out there as the starting quarterback. And we're going to find out, aren't we? But I will say that, and also one thing that Larry Holder was talking about with John Snell on Fox 8 this morning, right before I came on the air here, was whether Jameis Winston has earned the right to be the starting quarterback after he rehabs and gets himself ready, whether he will be going into next season. It's a question I've asked all year long, and no matter how much I think he's improved, I don't think anyone at this point, I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, but I would be very surprised now if the Saints don't go out in free agency in the offseason, not any time before then. Unless something really bad happens in the next couple weeks. But I would be surprised at this point if the Saints don't go in free agency in the offseason and go get a Russell Wilson-type quarterback. And I say Russell Wilson-type because I'm talking about someone of that, of that ilk, someone of that level. Um, this offense needs to be run by a top-notch quarterback. It, it just does. I mean, if you want to win a Super Bowl, <clears throat> there are some teams you can win Super Bowls, I think, without an up. Like uh, Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry healthy can win a Super Bowl with, with Tennessee. Um, and you can go down the list of some of the top-notch teams. I mean, Minnesota in the right situation with the right coach, I think Minnesota's a a pretty good team. I really do. But they're kind of floundering. I think Kirk Cousins, I think they could win despite Kirk Cousins, put it that way. I think the Colts in the right situation, they've had a brutal schedule. Just absolutely brutal. I think the Colts in the right situation with the right schedule and, and and a run to give them confidence can win a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. I'm not sure the Saints could win a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Certainly not with Taysom Hill. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there. You don't want to hear it, but that, that's the way that it is. But Saints-Falcons this week, this is just a tough matchup. 
It really is. And I know this, the Falcons are having their issues, but if you think this, the Saints are going to go in a cakewalk this weekend, um, go ahead and prove me wrong. Go ahead and write me on Monday at jderry at theadvocate.com, at Jim Derry on Jr., at Jim Derry Jr. on Twitter. And go ahead, tell me. I don't care. Go ahead, tell me. I, if I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong. But this is going to be anything but a cakewalk for this team this weekend. This is going to be a dogfight. I've said it 10 times this week. Remember 1-7 Atlanta coming to play 7-1 and one in New Orleans? In the Dome, it's going to be a cakewalk. Remember that? Saints lose. Falcons are 2-7. and seven. Saints are 7-2. and two. That's not going to happen this time. Why not? I don't think the Saints are going to lose. But it wouldn't surprise me in the least if they did. They have put so much energy in Tampa Bay. Now, this defense is playing outstanding. They're going to have to keep it up. But you know as well as I do that we've seen this defense in the past kind of go through lax moments, LAX lax moments. And this is a perfect spot for them to get a little lax, don't you think? I mean, they know Matt Ryan better than any quarterback in the NFL. Dennis Allen knows this offense better than any other offense in the NFL. And who's going to cover Kyle Pitts? Because it's not going to be Lattimore. It's probably going to be Malcolm Jenkins. And that dude is a beast. And they don't have Calvin Ridley. And they don't have a top-notch running game. But Cordero Patterson is a serious offensive weapon. And we know Matty Ice. You can go on whatever you want. He has his moments. I mean, sometimes that dude is is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and sometimes that dude is straight-up garbage. Which one are you going to get? I have no idea. They stunk it up last week, which means they'll probably be decent this week. But we know this. Um, the Falcons, when they come to the Dome, it's usually a pretty tight game. Whether, whether the Saints win or the Falcons win, it's usually a pretty tight game, and weird things happen. And just like Dennis Allen knows the Atlanta offense better than anyone or any other team, Matt Ryan knows the Saints defense better than he knows any other defense. So don't go in there expecting that this is going to be, you know, 31 to 10 and adios, see you later, and moving on to Tennessee. It ain't going to happen that way. Again, I think the Saints win. I don't think they cover. We'll get to that more in the pick segment coming up with Conductor Dave in just a moment. But before we do, last thing about the week in sports, or at least the last couple of days in sports. Did you see that game last night? We talked about Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. Mike White gets hurt for the Jets. The You know, the phenom Mike White, he had one great game coming out of nowhere. The dude's been in the league for like three years out of Western Kentucky. And all of a sudden, because he has one game where he throws for 400 yards, against the team that was looking way ahead to Cleveland and thinking they would could sleepwalk past the Jets and they were wrong. But because this dude, Mike White, has a great game, it's all they talked about all week long on the NFL Network. It's all they talked about in the pregame shows yesterday. It's all they talked about for the first quarter of the game yesterday. And then he got hurt. 
I don't wish anything bad for Mike White at all. Um, I think a journeyman like, well, I guess he's too young still to be a journeyman, but a kid that has worked that hard to get his chance in the NFL, great for him. I think it's a wonderful thing. But let's don't crown this dude as like a top 10 quarterback or something before he plays at least five or six games. Um, so what's going to happen when Zach Wilson comes back? But Josh Johnson came in and played pretty well for the Jets last night, I thought. So maybe it's the system and maybe Zach Wilson just wasn't getting it. I don't know. We'll find out about the Jets more later on. I really like that coach, Robert Sala. He's outstanding. I think he's going to be – I think the Jets are going to turn into a pretty decent team over the next couple of years. But if you look, the Colts showed their potential last night. Um, final score, I believe, was 42-30 to 30, or 45-30. to 30. I think that's what it was. Um, but I think at one point it was like 42 to 10. And for those of you that had interest in uh, who made their way to Harris last night before the game and put a little wager down on the Indianapolis Colts at minus either nine and a half or 10, uh, mine was nine and a half. That backdoor cover was starting to get a little scary, wasn't it? I mean, what are you doing, Colts D? And to me, I know in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter, but it just shows why the Colts won't be a legitimate contender for anything going forward because their defense is not that good. I mean, even when you're playing prevent defense, well, isn't the object of prevent defense to prevent the other team from just marching down the field at will? No, because, the you know, I, I don't know. It's to pre- prevent a touchdown. And at the very end... They got super-duper lucky to prevent a touchdown there. I mean, forget about the backdoor cover. If the Jets score right there and it becomes 45-37, to they're an onside kick away, in my opinion, from going into overtime because if the Jets got the touchdown there and scored, they were going to go down the field and score again. The Colts couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop Josh Johnson. And if you can't stop Josh Johnson... And Elijah Moore and whoever else plays receiver for the Jets, Jameson Crowder, who did nothing last night, um, then you're not going to be able to stop good teams. So I, in that last, in that second half yesterday, um, as good as the Colts' running game is, and Jonathan Taylor was outstanding. Carson Wentz looked uh, adequate, I guess, um, and they. You know, they don't have a fantastic receiving core, but they have some decent receivers. T.Y. Hilton's hurt. Michael Pittman looked pretty good. Uh, They didn't go to him in the second half very much. Uh, Moelle Cox, Jack Doyle, okay. But I think you can forget about the Colts. I mean, they're not impressive. I mean, look, they have a decent running game. It's it's Actually, it's a good running game. I'm not going to call it decent. It's it's a... Very good running game. They have a good offensive line. But I just don't feel... I mean, what I saw last night doesn't tell me that's a playoff team. The first team to go into the second half of their season, the Colts at 4-5. and five. And if you notice, we haven't talked about the Pelicans because we're about to get to Conductor Dave. What can you say about the New Orleans Pelicans? They are now 1-8. and eight. Um, They play tonight. They play the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are a nine-point favorite. Do you think that's enough? I don't know. Warriors are 6-1, and one, and I still don't think are getting enough credit. 
They're a good basketball team. The Pelicans, however, are not. And I love Willie Green, but you don't have B.I. I don't know if he's when he's coming back because, um, honestly, I haven't paid enough attention to him the last week or so. I watched the game Wednesday night. Um, you know, they got themselves to the, – the Pelicans had, a, I think, a six- or eight-point lead in the third quarter. And then the Kings go on a run, and it's adios. I mean, the Pelicans scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. That ain't going to cut it. It just, it's not. So that franchise has a long way to go. Let's get to our guest. And Conductor Dave has been a, you know, look. I know a lot of you are like, who are these guys making these picks? Conductor Dave, Uncle Big Nick, who are they? They're fun. They're fun, and they're doing actually a pretty decent job. Uncle Big Nick had a, a bad first week when he wasn't even on the air, when we made our picks and they never even went on the air. But since that first week, I believe that he is 6-4 and four against the spread. And um, we've been pretty good with our picks, and we're trying to make them fun. We're not just going to tell you, oh, I think the Saints are going to... Win by nine this week, and here is why. I mean, that's no fun. You got to have fun when you're making picks. Because really, if you think about it, sports betting is supposed to be about fun. I mean, sure, there is like this level of eliteness that people are trying to make money off of this, but that's not what this is all about. Sports betting is supposed to be fun. If you're out there to make money, if you're thinking... Casino, we're going to get a casino and slide out too, and I'll be able to drive wherever I want, and I can go to Harris and make bets, and I can take my retirement plan, and I'm going to retire at 45 because I know that much about football. You sound like my 23-year-old son. This is supposed to be fun, so let's keep it fun. And that's what we do here with the picks on Five Star Friday, right? And we, we, we like to start it off with the choo-choo train because... I don't think anybody picks NFL games like he does. And thank God for that. But again, it's the end result. It's not, it's not the road you take. It's, it's what happens when you finally get there. And what happens when he finally gets there is he's kicking my tail right now. And he's kicking a lot of people's tail and he's making people money. So let's get to the choo-choo train. All aboard, all aboard the Taysom train, Conductor Dave is on the Taysom train. You still on the Taysom train? I am. Why wouldn't I be on the Taysom train? Are you a crap? Like, come on, I, I'm not a flimsy morals like you, sir. Well, let's just say the Taysom train is, uh, it's not, it's, they finally hoisted it out of the river. Um, <laughs> so Honestly, it, I, th- it's not I back thought he was going to play, yet. man. I really thought he was going to play, man. But It uh, wasn't a game well, that, it, that, it, that was for him. I mean, he's, that, they got a serious front line. You think they want to bang him up against another one? Well, I don't know. I mean, look at poor Jameis, man. Dear God. All right. Wait, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves, all right? Choo-choo. <laughs> Taysom, man, he's Come my baby. He's gonna, he's gonna win. He's gonna he's win it all for it. us. 
<laughs> All right, Conductor Dave. Um, you made me look silly last week. I'm not gonna lie. I've been, I've been, I was riding pretty high. I did really well on my five star picks with Uncle Big Nick. But with you and your damn color schemes, I see. I tried to outsmart <laughs> you. I knew how you were gonna pick. So I picked games that I wanted to pick against you, and that just bit me straight in the ass. So um, last week I was one and five in our picks. You you were four and two. I am now seventeen and nineteen for the season. You are a ridiculous twenty three and thirteen against the spread. People are making mega bucks off your damn color scheme picks. And damn right. You know where I screwed up most? And I mean, I screwed up in a lot of places, obviously, because I had some really bad picks. But um, I screwed up most thinking that just assuming because they're the Bears and they have those damn Halloween uniforms that they would wear the (laughs) Halloween uniforms on Halloween. And they didn't. And they didn't. They did not. Nope. You know, I can't. Obviously, only you can use your method. Your method doesn't work for other people. So this week, I'm not trying to outsmart anybody. I picked the five best games. And then the Saints. So there we go. I, I I do like I do like this week's picks, man. They, these are actually uh, these these are going to be great games, man. Dear Lord, I, I wish I had uh, uh, the red zone thing for for this because this is going to be a great football weekend. Well, maybe because I picked the best games and you like them, maybe I'll finally be able to beat you back down into normality this week. We're going to start off the no. Cleveland Football Browns and all their issues are going to Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals coming off a loss straight up to the Jets that knocked oh, half of my J-E-T-S, knockout pool out. Jets, Jets, Jets. It was Jets. awesome. Losing them. It oh. was fantastic. I did not. I told everybody to stay away from the Bengals and the knockout pool. Half of my knockout pool didn't listen, and they're gone. I didn't touch it. I still have three <laughs> of my five picks left, and I'm in great shape, which means I'll screw it up this week. But what say you? They both wear Halloween covered colored kind of mm. uniforms the week after Halloween. Well, now, now it's now it's fall colors, Jim. It's fall colors. It's Thanksgiving colors. So, uh, so they're you both got, you got there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So this is a tough one, man. I mean, you've got the whole uh, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. saga going on, where you got his dad and LeBron James chiming in on this stuff. Uh, since he loses to the Jets, that's just that's just embarrassing. But they're called the Bungles for a reason. Um, this is a tough one. I guess Cleveland plus two and a half. They're getting two and a half. Uh, I definitely think Cincy's a, a field goal better than the freaking Browns. Uh, just the way that they're going. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I got to take Cincy simply because, uh, you know, I'm they, just from a football standpoint, they got embarrassed by the Jets, man. They got embarrassed by the Jets. Cleveland's dysfunctional. Uh, uh, I, you know, Joe Burrows, you know, looking pretty good, except for the, you know, a few games here or there. But uh, I got to take Cincy because they're definitely a field goal better than the, the, the freaking Cleveland Steamers. Well, here's a chance for me to pick up a game on you. I like the Cleveland Brownies. Good luck. Yeah, you're exactly. <laughs> well, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, I can't, I don't even have rebuttal to that when you're kicking my ass. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, look, I, I am going to take Cleveland here. I, and I'm going to tell you why, because I think. They actually played better when, if you look at the records, the Browns play better when OBJ's not in the lineup. Baker Mayfield doesn't have to worry about whether he's open or not. He doesn't even have to look his way, and he doesn't have to think. And the Browns are in a must-win situation. The Bengals, I know they lost to the Jets, and they want to come back, but I don't think they're the kind of team where it's not like this great team where I think if they 
stunk it up one week, they'll come back and they're not there yet. They're not ready to say, okay, we stunk it up. We can just turn it on when we want to. I think there's a reason why they lost to the Jets. They're not as good as everybody thinks they are. So I think this is a good spread. Uh, I like the, the points. Uh, I think Cleveland went straight up. But we'll I don't see. think since he prepared for the third-string quarterback, though. So there, there's that, though, too. Uh, yeah, but who? I mean, <laughs> do you need to prepare for some guy that played at Western Kentucky three years ago? A- um, apparently. Look, 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 look what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. They prepared for Jameis. How'd that work out? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of... Cam, Cam Scammy Newton, uh, his oh old God, team. Carolina is playing at home against the New England Patriots where they are getting three and a half points. The Carolina Panthers are getting three and a half, and it's an interesting matchup. Um, all right, so it's Bill Belichick, man. I mean, look, I, I think the mystique has worn off. I think we've had this discussion before where he is, he is not Nick Saban. Uh, he... <laughs> Tom Brady apparently made, you know, he, he, he put the gas in the car for, for, for the New England Patriots. But it seems like the Patriots always sort of kind of sneak back into stuff. What are they, 4-4 four four right now? Carolina yep. is, you know, they're, they're Carolina's Carolina. They, I, I don't know what the hell they are. Uh, but, I mean, getting three and a half, uh, do I think New England's a, 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 a touchdown almost better than uh, Carolina? No, but I, uh, I'm taking New England, and I don't feel good about it. I, I have nothing witty for this one. I just, this, is, this is a tough one, man. I, I, I'm, I'm indecisive on a bunch of these games. So you suck, and uh, I'm going to take New England. Yet another chance for me to pick up a game. I am just thrilled. I mean, I am taking the Carolina Panthers at home. Christian McCaffrey might be back. Sam Donald stinks Wait, to all high heaven. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey might be back. Oh God, I have I still have him on my IR. I, I need to pay attention. Maybe I can take him off with IR. That'd be yeah, awesome. you need to pay attention. We'll know more probably by uh, Saturday if he's coming back. Yeah. But uh, it, there's a, at least a 50-50 chance from everything that I'm reading that he will be back. So if that's the case, I'm going to take a shot here and take Carolina. And look, the public should be known. I don't know your picks, and you don't know mine before we come into this. I don't change no, them right. because of what you say. So I'm not just taking the other side just to take the other side and catch up, which would be probably a smart thing to do. But that's <laughs> well, you not- know what? It's a good thing because which games did you win? Because there were two games where your, your logic made sense to me, and, I, and you almost convinced me to change my pick, but obviously I can't. But there were two games where I was just like, dang, you made, you made good logical sense. Did you win those or lose those? Uh, no, that was a couple of weeks ago with Cincinnati and Baltimore, and I, I did I did win that. But then you, you picked the same thing. Um, ah, okay. So no, last week I lost everything except for the Saints pick. <laughs> and you don't have any logic when you take the Saints because you just take the Saints. <laughs> I mean, it is. I'm, I'm a man up. I'm just gonna man up and tell everybody I. I, Man, you know I, what love, sad I is? love this podcast. I you love know, this he, podcast. It makes he, me feel so good about myself. You know what is sad is I had a great week betting. So, like, I didn't even put the, the games on here that I, like, really liked, which is really dumb. I mean, so I, I, not only did I make bad picks, but I made dumb bad picks because yeah. the picks that I really liked, I, I guess I saved them for Uncle Big Nick because I did well in those, and those are the ones that I actually bet on. And I, cl- I racked up last week. I know you wouldn't know about my nice. one and five. I thought the Saints were the pick of the week. We'll get to them in, in just a minute. Okay. But 
But anyway, I, I like Carolina here, um, not just because I think McCaffrey's coming back, but New England on the road for two straight weeks. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, Carolina's defense will be ready to play. I think they win some kind of ugly game like they won against Atlanta last week, but we'll, we'll see. Um, moving on. One of the interesting, I think maybe the most interesting game of the week. We don't know if Kyler Murray is playing yet um, as we record this. It's probably right. looking more towards he's not playing. I think the people who have a lot of money know that he's not playing because this line changed from like three and a half Arizona to even, and now it's back up to one in favor of Arizona. San Francisco, the 49ers, who haven't won a home game all year, but have played well against average and below average teams. They are, are playing Arizona, getting a point against the Cardinals. Again, we don't know if Murray's playing as we record this. So, uh, man, if, if they had Kyler Murray, it's an easy pick. It's an easy pick if they have Kyler Murray. But, uh, oh, my God, San Francisco stinks, though. I, you know, I, I oh, man, it, oh, this was so tough. All right, here's the deal. I, I'm going to go ahead and pick Arizona. But I know they say in the NFL, every game matters. Nobody quits on a game, yada, 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 yada. Uh, but um, if they can afford to lose a game, it's right now they're still 7-1, even though they lost their unbeaten record to the Green Bay Punkers last week. Um, I think they can afford to lose another one. It's not like they're going to go in and try to lose, but I, I think they're going to try to just lick their wounds this week, and if they get away with a win, great. Uh, but I, 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 I'm, I'm picking Arizona, but I got a feeling they're going to lose. This franchise doesn't have a history of doing all kinds of great things, but in the in the past, when they have done at least started well, they like to screw it up. Okay, <laughs> right. They've been True. six and one, seven and zero oh, a few times over the last three decades, and then they go through like this losing streak. And I think that's what they're going to do here. This is not, again, not a good spot for Arizona, even though they're coming off a long week. Um, they've had an extra day to rest. I just, I don't think Kyler Murray's going to play. I really don't. And the last two times he's play, they played, the only reason why Arizona won was because the stinking 49ers and Trey Lance decided he was going to try to bull rush some big old <laughs> Arizona defensive lineman. He got his bell rung. He, he learned not yeah. to do that, but... Jimmy G's playing this one. I'm not a big Jimmy G fan, but I think San Francisco is the edge. Again, if the 49ers are going to stay relevant, they looked really good last week. They have to win at home this week. Haven't won at home yet. This is a good spot for them. I'm taking the Niners. So we're oh, man. banging we're heads on our first everything. Pick. Yeah. And you talked about the Green Bay, whatever you call them. Speaking of that, and speaking of issues, how about your boy Man Bun? Oh, my God. So, yeah, we finally found out what he was growing his hair out for. He was John Wick, and he took a little little picture with his pooch. It was adorable. Oh. We finally found out his why he grew gave out his hair. Apparently so. I, I didn't know dog, I didn't know it jumped species, but, yeah, licking his dog, apparently, or <laughs> the dog licked him. I don't know. <laughs> but he, he got the something. Rona. Uh, so I, oh my God, look, th this whole situation is just so messed up. Uh, and, and it was funny. I don't know what, uh, what Shaw was listening to, but it, it was one of the Green Bay Packers, you know, pool reporters who co covers them all the time. And at the beginning of the season, when, uh, when, when Aaron said I'd been immunized, 
Nobody right. really keyed in on that because they were all concerned about the issues with the front office and the coaches and, and Aaron wanting to get out. And so that was the storyline. So him dropping an immunized thing in there, they were just like, oh, okay, all right, good. He's been vaccinated. They, people put in what they hear, what they think they hear. So here we are now with, with him going to be out for this week because of COVID. And, uh, man, I don't know if he gets suspended. I don't know what happens. Maybe they lose a pick because, like, the Saints lost a pick last year because we didn't, uh, you know, follow the COVID protocols up to uh, NFL snuff. Um, but without Green, I mean, with, without Aaron Rodgers, what is Green Bay? I mean, even Green Bay knew that they couldn't be Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Now, By the way, the spread, uh, is, the spread is Green Bay seven? Is seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, and then you got, uh, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, he, he's dinged up. Is he playing? I thought he I saw a playing. by his name. I thought I saw a cue by his name, too. Uh, he's always questionable, but he's playing. Yeah. Well, his throws have been highly questionable. Uh, so, KC, uh, I'm definitely taking KC, even a seven and a half. I know you're probably going to pick Green Bay because, oh, I can't pass up seven and a half points. Uh, but, no, I'm taking KC because without Aaron Rodgers, they're, 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 Aaron Rodgers is good for 10 points a game. They're not getting those 10 points without Aaron Rodgers. So, KC, I'm taking KC. What about the Sunshine Band? No, I don't need the Sunshine Band. I just need KC. Okay. Um, well, look. Barbecue. You know, all the talking heads were just going insane on ESPN. They weren't as pissed off about about him having COVID. They were more pissed off they were lied to. That just goes to show ESPN has completely lost touch with reality. I mean, journalistic integrity. What they are, they are they were so pissed off that they were lied to. And I mean, who cares? I mean, if we got mad every time that someone in some coach or some player lied to us, like Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right. is the only person that's ever lied to the media. Give me a break. <laughs> right. And he didn't right. even really lie. He just said he was immunized. I mean, yeah. he probably was. He's probably doesn't. He doesn't have rabies. Well, apparently, uh, also though, he put in for a, uh, I don't know, a dispensation or whatever the hell they call it right. with the NFL. You know, saying, well, "Hey, look, I, I see took this, this alternate yeah. medicine." He looks like an alternative medicine kind of dude, he, doesn't he? he? Does with, he with he's the guy that uses probably man bun. He probably yeah. uses powder for deodorant. You know that all natural, like the yeah. people who who don't. He probably wears socks with Birkenstocks. You know, he's one of those monsters. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into political in this but i mean he's probably one of these guys who's like yeah he's like he doesn't he uses he might be a vegan for all i know he probably <laughs> he's holistic holistic medicine yeah, that's what they he's call using it using like lavender and crystals he's <laughs> used lavender on his warts i mean those kind of things i mean he's a weird dude so i mean look yes we could talk about and i want to make it clear to everyone that i've been vaccinated so when i say what Me i'm about too. to say when I'm say what I'm about to say, I mean it, it is a person. I mean, there, there, the NFL. The, he did not go against any protocol. If there's any protocol he went against, maybe he should have been wearing a mask in a press conference. But nobody's within six feet of him anyway when he's talking. Um, right. He, people on ESPN were pissed off because he hugged Kyler Murray and oh my god. But if you've been vaccinated, <laughs> the whole point of being vaccinated is if you do get it, it's not. Let's get let's get it straight. It's about you, okay. The whole point of getting vaccinated is if you get this monstrous virus, which I've had already and which sucks, and I still can't taste or smell nine months later. What? But yeah, I never told you that. I can't taste it. No. Nine no. Months later. So oh I don't want. I don't want to get it again. 
But the point is, if, to get Maybe vaccinated. because then your taste might come back. Yeah, well, my taste <laughs> in picking games, obviously, against you as an help. But that long-winded response goes to, I, I, they still have Devontae Adams. They still have Aaron Jones. They still have a decent defense. And KC can't cover. They cannot cover a spread. I liked it when it was even, and they were just going up head-to-head against, you know, Pat Mahomes against Aaron Rodgers. I liked Pat Mahomes, but... They can't beat any. They beat Washington, I think, by eight points <laughs> or whatever it true, was a few weeks true. ago. They can't yeah, cover. This I'm KC not team them. is not not living up to the hype. Yeah. No. Uh, so this is more you. of this isn't necessarily. I love Jordan Love and good for him. <laughs> Let him get his chance. But I just don't think it's. I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. Like, I think it's gonna be twenty-seven to twenty or something along those lines, which is low I, for those two I, teams. I, low I still. I still think KC has has all that possibilities though. So well, that hooks um, that hook scares me. That point five is enough for me to take Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay, and enough about the man Bonner and his dumbass, lying COVID ass, whatever he is. We're moving on, and I'm saying I'm saying ass way too much. I'm getting way too comfortable in the, in this podcast. So I'm gonna not gonna say ass more than four times a podcast. No more ass. Anyway, um, Tennessee is traveling. To speaking of uh, being without someone, Tennessee is going to play the Los Angeles Rams, the mighty Rams who just got Von Miller this week, and oh Tennessee God, has to huh? play him without Derrick Henry, who is. Um, I mean, no one cares that he's my fantasy stud, and I was. And you I'm should hold and your head in shame, sir. Hold your head in shame. You ruined this man's career. You jinxed him by going out <laughs> talking about how indestructible he is. I did. You ruined this man's career. I really Jerry. did. I really did ruin him. I mean, it it sucks. I'm sorry, Derrick Henry and all you Derrick Henry owners. I did say that, and I said he was the reason why you should always take him before McCaffrey or Cook because he never gets hurt. Well, oh well. <laughs> I'm hoping he's All back right. by the fantasy playoffs, which is a, apparently is a possibility. So we'll oh, see. But he's at at least eight good. weeks. But this well, one, he's no, not no, here. I think, I think he might be back for the, the NFL playoffs, not our not our fantasy playoffs. Yeah, we'll so see. Think, Tennessee is getting seven trip. and a half. Tennessee getting seven and a half. Wow. All right. So the Rams, uh, God, now, now with Vaughn Miller, and, I mean, they've just been lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, the Rams really scare me now. I mean, you know, I, I used to think they were a novelty and fun with golf, you know, because, you know, golf sucks. Um, this Rams team scares the bejesus out of me. And without their main running back for Tennessee, dear God, man, I mean – I got to take the Rams with seven and a half. I I think Rams now that they're going to be able to put so much pressure on Tannehill. uh, That, that scares me. I don't, I don't even see Tennessee scoring a touchdown. I I think they might get six points and call it a day because they might kick two field goals. And that'd be about the extent of their exciting offensive outing. So um, I'm taking the Rams, man. This is going to be one hell of an interesting week with our picks. Wow. You're opposite me again. Well, and I mean, I'm not giving a spoiler. I'm not giving a spoiler alert yet, but I'm pretty sure I know who you're picking in, in the in the Lanyap pick. <laughs> and so, there's a good chance that we're going to be head to head on all six of these because wow. I am taking Tennessee, and the reason why is because everyone's talking about Derrick Henry all week. Does he matter? Of course he matters. I mean, I'm not yeah. betting on Jeremy McNichols and old ass Adrian. Oh, damn it! I just went over there. <laughs> you said ass, ass again. Him. 
<laughs> I just went over the ass number. Um, old Adrian Peterson. I mean, who probably won't will need a week to at least get ready, you would think. But oh I mean, God, they still I have they still have AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I mean, it's yeah, not, they don't have any offensive yeah, threats. Yeah, but Tannehill's the one throwing to Julio Jones. Tannehill, except for last week, he kind of stung, and they got lucky and beat the Colts. But only if Car- only because Carson Wentz did his little shovel pass deal again. Um, <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, I just think that's too many points. Tennessee is still a really good team. I still think they have an excellent chance to to battle Buffalo for the AFC Championship. We'll see. This may this may be your week to catch up, Jim Derry. Maybe. I'm might taking Tennessee week. seven and a half. All right, so we're, All right, we're on moving everything. on to the one that everybody's been waiting for because no one has any idea who you're going to pick. The New Orleans football Saints Without Jameis Winston, we don't know if Taysom Hill's coming back as we record this. Um, it's probably going to be Trevor Simeon playing quarterback. They are laying six to your most favorite team in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Let's see. Um, hmm. <laughs> this is this is a tough one. Uh, I think I'm going to go with New Orleans. Call okay. me crazy. All right. Uh, but you like yeah, black and gold. Right. I, I do like black and gold. I think they really, they really pops. Um, now here's the issue, uh, Atlanta. I hate them. There's nothing. You know, I just despise them with a passion. But I, I'm not really worried about this game, even except for the fact that it is Atlanta, and you know it, these division games. You never know what the hell to expect. Atlanta's going to get up to play us. We get up to play Atlanta. Um, the, Trevor Simeon, though, dear lord, man. I mean, he looked outstanding coming out there. Where outstanding? He was kind of, he did look outstanding. Shut up. He looked outstanding. Outstanding's a little a, much. No, it's not a little much because you had Jameis Winston who, who who went out and then he looked like he was he knew his routes, he knew his progressions, he knew his checkdowns. He was able to get the completions. I got so tired of hearing Drew Brees and Jameis and even my boy Taysom going, well, you know, just get the completion, get the yards where you can. Yeah, they would always say that, but they never friggin' did it. Trevor Simeon was actually doing it. I mean, he was making plays happen. He wasn't, you know, taking risky plays. He, he had a few shots that were great because, uh, Who's who's the new kid we got? Uh, what about those three kid? incompletions there when when we had to kick a field goal, which I'm still trying to figure out why we threw the ball three times in a row. But when well, he threw, because every now and again, you know, we do dumb stuff. That's why we're the Saints. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not worried. It's an it's called an anomaly. An anomaly. Uh, Is that but, like monopoly? Uh, What's the what's the dude White? Uh, you know, he Mike. was a a, a, tw- a 2015 first round pick. Devin White and uh, yeah, Devin White. Uh, he he was no no not Devin White no 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 our receiver uh, oh Kevin White from the Bears Kevin White thank yeah so like but yeah he's got like a whole like uh you know six receptions in six years because he was always hurt so you know we, we have he these issues know how to catch shut up man <laughs> shut up. But we don't have Mike Thomas coming back. So, uh, but I, I'm looking at at the silver linings here, where uh, usually you know Coach Payton can always make you know poop salad out of poop. You know, so I think that I, I feel good about this game simply because yet again you've got Atlanta who knows us, but 
What Saints team is this coming out on the field on Sunday? I don't know. Who so the hell are these guys? Sure as hell doesn't know. And look, we don't know if Tay is going to be back, which I think he will be. Choo-choo. But I think depending upon uh, how much practice, because he Taysom was in practice yesterday. So as we recorded this, so that yesterday was Wednesday. Um, so he's back in practice now. Uh, I, I think he'll be back, but as far as game planning goes, they might put Trevor Simeon as a starting quarterback and then continue to use Taysom in his 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 multi-purpose role. And I don't know. I, I like I like that we're doing that we have to adjust. You get you get what I'm saying? I, I, this Saints team does well when there's adversity and you have to adjust. And I think this works in our favor where we're adjusting and all the team all the players know that they have to be on their A game because they all have to carry the whole team. It's not the Mike Thomas show. It's not the Alvin Kamara show. And, oh, my God, Ingram is back, and he looks so freaking good. Our run game is going to be awesome. I don't know. I'm, I'm stoked about this weekend. New Orleans is going to steamroll those little asses. <laughs> I'm saying, well, you, you're still well, under your here, here. They're coming here. <laughs> um, I will say this. If the only thing I can brag about in this whole – ridiculous segment is that I am five and one eight against the spread in our picks with the saints and you are four and two. So at least I have you beat there, but that's because you pick the saints every time. And the only one that I lost, we obviously both lost because we both picked the saints to steamroll the giants and they should have had they not like fallen apart at the end. But anyway, neither here nor there. I just, this is not a good spot. I mean, as bad a spot as the Falcons are in without Calvin Ridley, I think this is a game where it's a defensive struggle. So I give the Saints the advantage to win the game outright. It would not surprise me if they lost at all. Uh, remember a couple uh, years agreed. ago? I remember a couple years ago when the Saints were seven and one and Atlanta was one and seven. Yeah, and can I'm gonna forget that one. Saints dunk up the joint. Yeah, they embarrassed us. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I do think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I think that it. We're going to be like on pins and needles until the end. And I think the Saints find a way to win, but I don't think they cover. So, hey, there's my how, how is How is that any different? I mean, on Halloween, like uh, we were going into the third quarter, leading 23 to 7. I go with my eight year old and his friend. We go trick or treat and we come back in about 45 minutes or so. And then it's 23 21. I'm like, what the hell happened? I know. But I will say <laughs> this. going on? The difference is the Saints were getting five and a half. So if you're just talking about the gambling part of it, I really like right. the Saints last week. In fact, the Saints were one of my top plays of the year. I got a lot of grief from my friends who actually don't like the Saints. I actually have friends who don't like the Saints. Uh, one of them's yeah. coming up on the show in a few minutes, and he's an idiot. Uh, that, that San uh, Francisco fan? Yeah, yeah, the Frisco <laughs> fan. You know who, who he likes this week. Um, but, you know, the Saints were in a perfect spot there. They play well against Tom Brady. They know how to drill him into oblivion and hit him just enough to where, hey, he throws to us a couple times a game. It worked out. Yeah. Hey. And I think he'll do it again when we play him in Tampa. So, I mean, I'll have to wait and see what the line is. But right. I'm probably going to pick the Saints in that one too. But anyway, I mean, this is I, not a great spot here. It's going to be one of those lackluster after such an emotional game last week. Um, you know they're not going to have the same kind of effort they had last week. Uh, agree, man. Yeah, I guess I seeing your logic with plus six for Atlanta. I mean, yeah, if it's a field goal game, yeah, I will most likely lose against the spread. It's all time uh, to change your pick. 
No, not the, shut up. Like I would change my pick for New Orleans. Shut the hell up. Oh, boy. Uh, he's not a homer at all. Lord. Dave D squared, conductor Dave DeCorbier. Tell the good folks about the week in geek. All right. So I had uh, I, I had two guests this week. Scott Adkins. This dude has done a whole bunch of like Chinese kung fu cinema. He was in Ip Man Four. He's in the new John Wick, which is pretty funny because of Aaron Rodgers. I was gonna He's say is Aaron Rodgers in it? Four. <laughs> no. So the dude is like like this just just kung fu master dude. Like but but he's uh, he's British. Uh, so he was fun to talk to. But then I had Ben Barnes. Who Ben Barnes was in the the, the Punisher. He was pretty Aspian in the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, apparently the chicks call him a, a thirst trap. That's that's what the girls say. A thirst trap. Thirst um, trap. Thirst trap. They, he makes the girls thirsty. You, you see it. You understand that? They kind make, of. But this is a family yeah. show, and I've already said ass five times. Now you said it's six. Way to go, <laughs> genius. Now, uh, but no, look. So he's got this new EP. He's he's also a singer. And look, it was actually really good. I'm like, I was you know, people under the college. age of forty don't know what an EP is. You need to explain that. And it's 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 basically not a full album, but a short album, and it's six tracks. And it's basically he's giving the music away for free because he's like, hey, look here, check out my stuff. And he's actually really really good. And uh, it was funny. He was in a boy band uh, back in like the, the, the early nineties. And uh, I pulled up the track of the boy band and I'm like, dude, this is pretty good. He's like, please don't play that again. <laughs> so, oh God. New kids on the block. Uh, they, I, they were called high rise with a Y and oh, they God. were in Britain. Is that like, like Hanson? Kind of, sort of, like Mbop, but not. And oh, so, the, oh my God, he 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 was fun. And so, yeah, that's all coming up this weekend at uh, seven o'clock on Sunday on News Talk ninety nine five WRNO. You can always download the podcast at your leisure. You know, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify. I have a YouTube channel for some ridiculous reason, uh, but of course, the iHeartRadio app. Click subscribe. Click subscribe like you would do for the Dattitude podcast. Click subscribe. Never miss an episode. So there you go. Follow us on Twitter at Twig Radio. I'm at Producer D2. And on the Instagram, The Weekend Geek and D-League D2. I still got the D-League D2 because one day I'm coming back. I'm bringing it back. Well, I don't know when. Somehow. And one thing I remember from being on all those shows with you is iHeartRadio. It still sticks into my head. I don't I, know. I think why. I'm going to have to. I wanted to do it at the beginning of the year, and now I'm, I'm kicking myself because I just wanted to do a simple podcast, just one a week, and just call it Taysom Time. And just each week, recap all the greatest stories of Taysom Hill. So get at least know, there's, there, there's still time. There'll, there'll be at least two listeners, you and Taysom's mama. <laughs> so you know that somebody will, somewhere, someone will listen to it. So somebody would. Somebody would. the choo-choo train. <laughs> doot, doot. <laughs> Conductor Dave, once again, we will do it again next week. Can you believe we're in November already? No, I cannot, actually. Good Lord. Well, Pretty soon it'll be Christmas, man. I yeah. mean, you know, Mar- Mariah Carey has already stormed the radio stage. You know, we flipped one of our uh, uh, 104.1, the spot. It's now all Christmas, baby. So if oh you need God. your Christmas fix, go to 104.1 you where it's my, I am not joking. I, I don't joke about those things. So uh, it's all Christmas carols. It started on Monday, November 1st. So 104.1 is now Christmas Central. So Jingle I'm, Bells, Batman I'd Smiles, listen Robin Lee. Carol night. Burnett. <laughs> oh all right. We're all in the family. Those were the days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Uh, wish we knew what we had then. All right, that's that's going to wrap up this segment. We got to move on. I'll see you next week, Conductor Dave. All right, tell tell uh, tell Uncle Big Nick San Francisco sucks. <laughs> I'll tell him in about three minutes. <laughs> Bye. All right, JD. Later, bro. I mean, that's just not nice. Of course, no one accused either one of us of being nice, right? Conductor Dave is on fire. We are. Made six picks, six different. So, how, what are you supposed to glean out of that? I mean, I guess the way that Dave's been picking, except for the Saints pick, where I'm five and one, he's kicking my tail. So, I mean, I don't really want us to be six picks, six different picks. I mean, I want us to be two or three different ones. But I, I'm like, you're listening to these picks, Colin. You're different on all six of them. What am I supposed to take from this? Well, take whichever one of us you want. Whichever makes the most sense to you, go with that, right? Maybe none of them make sense. Speaking of not making sense, Uncle Big Nick, Saints fan, not. He is not a Saints fan. Grew up in the New Orleans area on the West Bank just like me and hates the Saints. How does that even happen? I mean, how does that happen? He's a 49ers fan. Hence, the San Francisco sucks. Well, let's see what he has to say about that, because I can't wait to tell him what Conductor Dave had to say. Uncle Big Nick, can we make some picks today? Mom, can we please? I don't know why she keeps asking you to make picks. Because your five-star and your four-star, well, no, your four-star is okay. Your five-star and your three-star stink. Yes, I don't like eat odd numbers. But she keeps asking you to make picks, so you keep coming back. <laughs> Uncle Big Nick live here. I don't, I don't know if it's because you all, I don't know if it's because you beat me so bad, but every time you play that, you got the biggest smile on your face. So I don't know <laughs> if it's her or it's because you got such a big lead. It's both. My, My daughter is listens- a cutie. My mom listens to this. She knows nothing about sports, nothing, I mean, about betting and all that stuff. She listens because she's my mom. And I asked her any advice on me doing this. She said, yeah, my advice is we need more Lucy and less of you two idiots. So <laughs> that, that's, well, that's her advice. If you I, was wondering who the, I was wondering who the one listener was last week, and now we know. It's Iris Mars. There we go. Thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. You for listening to the podcast, we really appreciate it here on Datitude. We're going to have a Datitude coffee mug coming your way as soon as we get them made. Let's get right into the standings because I love to talk about these standings. Although we both had the same, we both had the same record last week at three and two with our five star picks. Um, I had twelve points, you had seven. So for the year, that puts me nine and six against the spread. 34 points overall to your 69 against the spread, 14 points overall. Although I will say, obviously, you've made vast improvements, and people maybe people will start following the Uncle Big Nick picks here on the Datitude podcast because you're getting better, but you got you're only 20 points behind me. You got a long way to go to catch up. I mean, in a long way, I mean, you're gonna have a bad like a lot of weeks later. left. Yeah, I'm gonna have a bad week. Yeah. I, well, well, God, did I have a bad week with uh with conductor Dave. Oh, good Lord. So obviously I took all my good picks with you. Um, we'll see what happens this week. By the way, uh, conductor Dave had a message. That for just you. means you like him more. 
Conductor Dave oh. had a, me- a message for you. He said, San Francisco sucks! Just like that. <laughs> I can't wait for the message I'm going to give him after Taysom Hill stinks it up this week. One of these weeks, we're going to have all three of us on at the same time. That'll be fun. Um, let's jump right yeah. into the picks. Last week, your underdog pick at one star. You, you're doing your, understar- your underdog at one star. Once again, you were right. You had Michigan State plus four over Michigan. And wow, did you need a big comeback and you got one. Yeah, well, I just picked that because I didn't trust Harbaugh. And you can't trust Michigan on the road against a ranked team. I mean, it's just not until he proves they can win. You can't trust them. Yeah, you said he was two and nine. Now he's two and ten against ranked teams. That's that, that's no, straight two up. and thirteen. Oh, two and thirteen. Two and thirteen. Straight up. Yeah, he was pretty... he was two and twelve. Yeah. Straight up. Well, he's bad. So I mean, you were right there. This week you got your favorite in the one star slot, Pittsburgh, given twenty one to Duke. Pittsburgh coming off a loss. I think people might have been a little surprised last week after they beat Clemson. I was. I was surprised that Miami beat him. The new quarterback for Miami is playing well. At least that's what our buddy Dom told me. Oh, yeah, and that idiot. I got I got ridiculed because I picked the pit over last week, but I didn't talk about how the Miami quarterback was a reason why I should pick the pit over. So, Dom, I'm sorry. But wow. Duke is absolutely awful. Being outscored 93-7 to the last two games is against Wake Forest and Virginia. Yikes. That's it's bad. Yeah, ninety three to yeah, just, seven. Well, yeah. yeah, and I think Pitts Pitts uh, do for a big bounce back week, especially if they want. I mean, obviously they're out of the running for the college football playoff now, but um, they could still win the ACC. Yeah, definitely. They should change the college football playoff name to oh, just not, money grabs. I mean, don't get me look, started on that either. I mean, look, you you talked to, we we texted back and forth, and I think you were were you genuinely surprised that were you just ticked off? I mean, it doesn't. I was ticked off that Bama was two. Like I understand Bama being up there, but why they got to be two? Put them at four. Put them at five. Wait for some of these because they want to manipulate it. They want to manipulate it later. Got plenty time. You got plenty of time to miss. No, they can't. They can't. If, if Alabama loses and they have them in four, then they have to drop them out of there, and they don't want to drop them out of there. They want to allow them to be able to lose so they can get them in. Some kind. The only way Alabama is not in the playoff is if they lose three games. It's the it is the only way they're not in. I think even if like they somehow fluky flukily lose to Texas A&M or Auburn, unless they get blown out by one of those teams. They're going to be. They already in. lost to A and M. Well, I mean, I'm they sorry, you're right. I mean, if they lose to Auburn yeah. coming up, um, unless they lose some stupid game, some like get blown out or whatever, because if they beat Auburn, they're in the SEC championship game, and unless they get blown out by Georgia, lose by like 20, which isn't going to happen, I don't think. Um, they're going to be in. They want them in there. They make money. Stop being surprised. They don't want Cincinnati in there. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you're undefeated. They don't care. It's not about who's the best four teams. It's never been about the best four teams. No, that's why I said call it money grab. Don't call it a playoff. I'm just saying. Well, look, we've changed the name of our off-road pick. That's what we've been. uh, We've had our off-road pick as a weird, some weird pick. And I'm probably still going to take a weirdish pick with, but we're now calling it Lanyap pick. Okay, so my Lanyap pick and. For those new to the segment, we do a lanyard pick. We do a, a you have to pick a favorite, 
You have to pick an underdog. You have to pick a teaser. And then when you, if you don't know what a teaser is, we'll get to that when we have our first teaser here. And you have to pick a uh, parlay, which is when you pick two, two teams and you got to get them both right. And it pays uh, somewhere in the ballpark of two and a half to one. Okay, so my Lanyard pick, which is my old off-road pick, is my one star. I like the Saints-Falcons under 42 and a half. I like the Falcons, and I talked about it with Conductor Dave, against the spread. I think the Saints went straight up. It's a weird game. But I think both these teams are trying to figure out what to do with their offenses. The Falcons are without Calvin Ridley, who's dealing with personal issues. The Saints, we think they're going to use Trevor Simeon, but we're not 100% sure. Taysom Hill, as we record this, we're not sure what his status is. Um, I just see this being a defensive struggle. I like the Saints. Obviously, the Saints' defense is better than Atlanta's defense. Um, But these games are always super close. Well, not always, but they're usually super close. Weird things happen, and I think it's going to be for people that aren't Saints and Falcons fans, just no other better way to say, boring. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be the high-scoring game it was last week. I can see this being 17-14 type of game. Yeah, so... It's going to be... That's going to be my one-star, uh, my Lanyard pick. Last week, uh, my Lanyard pick was my parlay, and uh, boy, I certainly had the... I should have just taken the Jets' money line. That would have been great. Uh, I really liked the Jets last week, but some reason and I, I i said earlier i said it on at the book i will never take i might not bet on that i might not bet against them but i will not bet on chicago again the rest of the year and i'm saying the same about jacksonville i might not bet against them but i will not bet on jacksonville again the rest of the year when will urban meyer get fired if he doesn't get fired before the end of the season i think it's an upset now right yeah definitely right, i mean well. I don't even know if he's going to last the whole season. And you notice that I didn't even give you any give grief. The whole season? Uh, the whole, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to save my little rant here for coming up in a little bit. We're going to get to the two-star pick because I'm going to let you ramble on. We just talked about Atlanta and what kind of game it might be and all that crap. Last week, your two-star pick was your favorite, Oklahoma State minus 30 and a half over Kansas. That one was easy. I think they won by like 50. Um and we kind of talked about that a little bit. I know a lot of experts didn't agree with you on that one, but Oklahoma State rolled. Yeah, I mean, Kansas played one good game. You normally get one good game out of a horrible team. And if they lose that good game, the next game is normally a blowout. And that's exactly what happened. So your two-star this week is your parlay. And for those new to betting, a parlay is when you got to take two teams uh, and you get them – both you have to get them both right. If you get them both, if you get one of them wrong, you lose the pick. But it pays two and a half to one. And your parlay this week is Cincinnati, the Bearcats, not the Bengals. Cincinnati over fifty-five versus Tulsa, and Georgia under fifty-nine and a half versus Missouri. I'm really interested in. I, I completely get your Cincinnati over pick. Um, what I want to ask you about is your Georgia under. We know how good their defense is, um, but. Tell me about why you think this is going to be under 59 and a half. Because I think if it is going to be over, Georgia's going to have to score 57. I can't see Missouri scoring against this Georgia defense as terrible as they are. Did you watch that Vanderbilt-Missouri game? On, I did. I watched right? some of No, I actually watched a little bit of it. <laughs> it was but, on in one of my corner TVs, but, I mean, it was like, who's the worst in the SEC 
I'm not saying I even disagree. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just think I wanted to hear your reasoning, and obviously Georgia's defense is. But sometimes you look at these picks, and don't you think Georgia's could just kind of do for a little bit of a letdown after playing Florida? Couldn't you see their defense just kind of like giving up a couple touchdowns here? No, thirty-eight and a half. No, Missouri's that bad. Okay, I just think Missouri's that bad. All right, well that's. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I Georgia think you, may give up a couple of touchdowns at one time, but it ain't going to be against Missouri, I don't think. All right, well, we'll see. That is your two-star pick, Cincinnati over 55, Georgia under 59 and a half. Uh, both of those have to hit. My two-star is also my parlay, and I usually play my parlay um, in my one-star hole, but I really like my parlay this week, so I bumped it up to two-star where I'm 0-3 in my two-star, so I got to get it right. I've been doing great everywhere except my two-star pick. We're going to get it right. Last week, I had the Chiefs minus nine and a half over the Giants. I got your San Francisco 49ers plus one over the Cardinals and the under 46. The last time that these two teams played, there was a combined 27 points in the game scored. This week, as we record this, we're not sure if Kyler Murray is playing or not. I am leaning towards he's probably not going to play. Um, and I think the 49ers haven't won at home yet. This is a great spot for them. The Cardinals banged up after the loss to the Packers last week. I think they're due for a multi-week letdown. I'm not saying they're going to lose three or four in a row, but I am saying they're going to lose two in a row, and I like the under. Here's your chance I love to, this pick. to, I to bounce the, the Niners, by the way. <laughs> I love this pick just because uh, the Cardinals normally fade at the end of the season. Kyler Murray normally gets hurt. Normally around this time of the year, this is when – you bet against the Cardinals, and I just love, I love the Niners this week. I'm Especially sure they did. run the ball like they did. You'll yeah, be, I love them every week. But you know, you'll be wearing your your starter jacket and who knows what else on under there. And I don't know. I I'm just glad I'm not sitting next to you on Sunday. Especially if the Saints lose. <laughs> You'd have been happy sitting next to me this Sunday. Last last Sunday. Last Sunday, I would have been all over you. Although I waited until I was eating trick-or-treat candy to get on you that week. That's coming up because I'm saving that for for the end there. Um, Let's get to the three-star pick. Last week, your three-star pick was your teaser. Again, if you don't know what a teaser, if you're new to betting, a teaser is when you pick two games like a parlay, but you you get six points as a gift. Uh, Either way, uh, you get six points. You have to get them both right. And it's basically a, a minus 120 or a minus 110 bet. In our case, with what we use, it's a minus 110 bet. So you got to bet 110 to win 100 or 55 to win 50, but you got to get them both right. And your teaser last week was a loss. You and I both liked the Chargers last week. We thought they could, would at least win the game. They didn't. They lost straight up to New England. Uh, Jared Cook running the wrong route once again. Um, they they lose straight up. You had the Chargers plus one over New England and Kansas City minus three and a half over the Giants. Neither one of those things covered. So if you're going to lose them, you might as well lose both of them, right? Yeah, you might as well. I mean, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. It's only one one you, loss. You just hate you. You have a thing that cook. You, you can't stand him, huh? <laughs> he sucks. He likes to make mistakes at I, I really bad times. And he made a, he made one again last week. If he doesn't fumble, yeah. the Saints. If he doesn't fumble, the Saints are now 4-0 in two seasons against Tom Brady, straight up. I'm just saying, if he doesn't fumble. But 
He did fumble, and they're three and one, and it is what it is. But anyway, so that was your pick last week. This week, you're using your Lanyap pick in this hole. Alabama minus 17 in the first half over LSU on the at the book show today. Devin Jackson, who has not, I think, I think he's like something 89 and 0 or something. It's insane. The dude doesn't miss anything. He says Alabama is going to jump out to a huge lead over LSU. So that you have that going in your favor. I completely disagree. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Alabama is overrated. But you have Alabama minus 17 in the first half. So that means they got to go to the halftime, uh, the intermission with at least the 17-point lead you push. Anything more than that, you win. Why do you like Alabama so much in the first half and not so much overall? Because they just going to come out guns a-blazing after their bye week. They still talking about 2019 more than LSU is. I can see that. Well, I know that, but I'm saying Bama mentions it more than LSU fans do because of what Coach O said in the locker room after, which we can't say here. But um, <laughs> I just I can see this being like 35 to seven at halftime. But second half, I could see LSU maybe cover. So that's why I don't like it for the whole game. Okay. I don't well, like the four, more than four touchdowns. Like I said, you got Devin Jackson on your side, which is usually a good thing. A three-star pick last I'd week. I'd rather have him than you. There's no doubt about that. In That's college. 100%, 100% <laughs> true. Last week was my off-road pick. Again, what we're calling our Lanyard pick now. I had Ryan Tannehill over .5 interceptions. Um, that was the like easiest the easiest. bet ever in the history of bets. No kidding. The Colts lead the league and in takeaways and they give it away themselves but they lead the league in takeaways ryan Tannehill is certainly prone to throw an interception i had that one in like the middle of the first quarter i think it was the first tennessee drive the second drive it was the second 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 drive and then he threw another one like in early in the second quarter so i'm like just a little bit uh that was the easy one so let's see if my three star i'm actually by the way i'm three and oh on my three star pick so we'll see if we can do it i i've kind of like i almost wish i wouldn't have picked this one this one makes me nervous now. Panthers plus three and a half over the Patriots. I, I think, hate it. I know, I know you do because you just love Bill Belichick. But here's the thing. I think McCaffrey's coming back this week. Everything I read through the tea leaves is that he's coming back. And I know that P.J. Walker's probably playing quarterback. But you know what? That's a good thing for Carolina because Sam Darnold is just god-awful against New England. So oh, Wait, if- Walker is playing? It looks like it looks as we record this. It looks like Walker's playing. That's what it looks like. That's not a hundred percent. So, but even if even if Donald plays, I still would take it. Even though Donald's been just awful against Belichick, a lot of that though has to do with the fact that the Jets were way worse when when he was there. My pick, my thinking here is this: Carolina's defenses were playing pretty well as of late. They played very well last week against Atlanta. They won the game for them. New England's coming off a bad spot. They're a second road game in a row. They had to go all the way to L.A. last week. An emotional win. Had a lot of emphasis put on that Chargers game because the Chargers are getting so much pub. Carolina's getting no pub. I can easily see them overlooking this game. And I really think Carolina wins this game straight up. So, we'll see. I'm not in... I, I've kind of faded off this pick today after some things that I've listened to, but I still am going to take it. I did not change it. I could have changed it before we came on the air, and I'm taking it anyway. How's that for making people believe in it? Yeah. I mean, this this is a stay-away game for me because 
I can't trust PJ Walker or Sam Darnold. It's Bill boy, Belichick. If Sam, he's Darnold, great. if Sam Darnold plays, I'm betting Patriots. Okay. If Sam Donald doesn't play, I'm leaving it alone. Give me more things to text you on a Sunday about. Moving on there to the four-star pick, and your four-star pick last week was a winner. It was your off-road pick. Um, you were probably gloating because you thought the Tampa Bay was coming back, and they did come back, but they didn't come back far enough. Your off-road pick was first half Saints, Tampa Bay under 24 and a half. And you know what's weird? Even though the game went way over the total for the, for the game, I had one of these earlier in the year when I picked an Atlanta under, I think, against Miami um, in the first half, and then the total went over for the game. But first half, you were right on the nose. First half under 24 and a half, and I think it was, what was it, 16 to 7 at the half? They missed that. Uh, it was 23. So they, they missed the extra, extra point. point. It would have been 24. You still would have won had they hit the extra point. But, uh, yeah. And you were right on with that one. Every now and then I get lucky and get a couple right. I mean, yeah, well. Uh, Lucy keeps asking for picks, and it's because you make great <laughs> picks like that with your four-star pick. This week, your four-star pick is a teaser, and I can't say that I don't disagree with it. Um, I don't. Here's I'm gonna tell you why I probably wouldn't ever use this as a teaser. Two reasons. But first off, your teaser is Atlanta plus twelve over the Saints, and the Rams minus one and a half over Tennessee. Two reasons why I'm gonna tell the betting public why they. This is probably not the greatest teaser in the world. And I know your reason is because you think it's going to be a low-scoring game and you think Atlanta's at least going to score. So if they're at least going to score and it's going to fall under, there's a good chance they cover in a teaser. I, I, I'm guessing that's your reasoning. But the reason why, and you're going to learn how to do it, before this season's over, Uncle Big Nick is going to learn how to do a teaser. The main thing you do, the main the reason you use a teaser is to get it to a certain number. And to get it to fall or or rise, I guess, through a certain number. In this case, they're getting six. So you're while you're going through the seven, you're not going through the key numbers really of, of two and a half or three and a half or just to win the game. Really, when you want to do a teaser is if you like a favor that's six and a half and you can get it down to basically where they have to just win the game or if you can get it to where... Oh, you mean like I did last week with the Chargers? Yeah, well, you were just wrong about the Chargers, but that, you had the right idea there. <laughs> But I, here's another reason why I don't like it, okay? I'm not in love with my – the reason why I took the under in the Saints more than I like the spread is because I could easily see Atlanta just folding a tent and losing like 24 to nothing. Um, I think there's a chance, a decent chance, the Saints blow them out. I'm not – I still take the Falcons with the points. If you had to, if I have to pick one, that's what I'm picking. Um, it's not a game I'll probably touch at all except for the under. Um, but – it, you just don't know what these Saints are going to do. And this defense, the way Atlanta's been playing, they haven't beaten anybody that's worth anything so far this year. And I could easily see them coming the Saints, to the Dome and laying an egg. The Saints are yo-yo, though. I mean, one good game, They one are, which is game, why you don't game. really bet a mix unless you find a spot you really like them. And Talk about New England having a flat spot. You don't think the Saints have a flat? Did you see them dancing? I do. The room after the game? No, 100% I mean, thing. Yeah, I think this is a flat spot for the Saints, but they are at home. Um, and the defense has been so good that they tend to play better when, and they've done it in the past, when they've really needed to. Because when there's an unsettled quarterback situation, the Saints defense has risen to the challenge. 
That's why I think there's a chance that Atlanta doesn't score more than 10. I mean, there's a legitimate uh, chance. They score 20, they win 20 to win. That's true. It could happen. So, but anyway, that's you your like pick. the second half of this. I love the second half of this. And although I like Tennessee getting the seven and a half, I like the teaser because basically you're saying the Rams, unless something fluky happens, they just need to win. I mean, the Rams get given just one and a half to Tennessee without Derrick Henry. I do think the Rams win. Yeah. Um, and so I but do like that part of Tennessee, the Tennessee having to learn how to play off without Derrick Henry, playing the Rams first off ain't good. No, and that's you know that's I mean? a good place to use a teaser because you go below. Not only do you go below the seven and the six, but you go below the the three and even the two and a half. So you're getting a good pick there, a good value there with the Rams. I do like the Rams in a teaser. Um, my four star last week was a winner as well, and it really was one of my top picks. In fact, if it wouldn't have been for me just loving the Saints in the spot they were, we disagreed about that. We'll talk about it in a minute, but. I love this teaser last week, and I should have just parlayed it because I was spot on, and I don't get to say that very often, so I'm going to say it. Uh, 40, Bears 49ers over 33-and-a-half. Cowboys Vikings under 61. These two teams flip-flopped. There was a ton of points in the Bears 49ers game and not a lot of points in the Cowboys Vikings, and especially when we thought Dak might not play, that was an easy one for me. Um, I bet that in real life, that was a winner-winner chicken dinner. I would have won a lot more if I had I just parlayed it. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope it's just as easy this week because my four-star this week is my favorite. And I'm going – I don't go into the college world very often because I'm way better with NFL picks. It's well documented. But I'm going into the college world this week. My favorite this week is Florida laying 18 to South Carolina. Florida's just, just flat-out pissed off right now. And South Carolina is awful. And Florida's got a point to prove. And if they're going to prove it, they're going to prove it against a really bad team. And I think the Gamecocks, Gamecocks are really bad. You think this team still wants to play for Dan Mullen? No, I think they want to play for themselves. But no, I don't necessarily think they want to play for Dan Mullen. And I think there's a good chance he's gone after this year. But if you take a team that... If he would stop doing press conferences, it would be so much yeah. better. He's really... I mean, where's he going to land after he leaves Florida? I have no idea. North I mean, Texas? North <laughs> something Texas. like that. I don't know if it's that bad. You could see him at like a Southern Miss or something. I mean, maybe yeah. Mississippi State will take him back eventually. I don't know when Leach is gone because that dude's not a good coach either. But that's another story. Anyway, that's my pick. Florida minus 18 over South Carolina. I think they win easily. I think they win by like 30. So we'll see. I don't hate, I don't hate it. I just say something I'm taking. All right. Four five star, and I can't wait to tell you what my five star was last week. But your five star last week was your parlay, just because you didn't do it for the right reasons. You were just trying to get back at me. You thought you could get back in the race. I don't think you thought this was your favorite pick of the week. You took your parlay in this spot, Cincinnati over sixty two and Pitt over sixty one. I know you're still frustrated about not uh, Cincinnati two lane game. Well, yeah, I mean. I took it because I thought it was going to win. Well, I, mean, I know you thought it was going to win. Awful, and all of a sudden, they had to play like the 85 Bears defense. But you I don't know if that's more of the Cincinnati. You couldn't have thought two picks, though. A parlay pick was better than one of your other picks. I did because I thought okay. it was easy over in both games. All and right. the pick game flew over. That was over at halftime. Well, and speak. I'm still riding the Cincinnati over train, so I'm going to learn. <laughs> 
No, you don't. And you're 0-3 in your five-star picks this week. But I will say this. I really like your five-star pick this week because I took it in big bucks on that at the book show. Your underdog is Wake Forest plus two and a half over a really bad North Carolina defense. Oh, it's ridiculous. I have no idea why North Carolina is favored in this game. I, I have no idea why. And that's normally a bad thing when you think it's way too easy. But, I mean, North Carolina gives up six yards a play. Nice. I told you, I, I texted you earlier, the craziest stat of the whole college football season was Wake Forest scoring 70 points against Army in a 16-minute, 24-time of possession. That's just ridiculous. So you got an explosive offense gets a bad North Carolina defense. I just got to take it. Well, let me just ask you this, though. Would a better pick maybe be, because I, I completely agree with you. I think Wake Forest might not even punt in this game. But maybe a better pick would be the over, which is about 72 or 73, I think. Can Wake Forest no, stop 76. North Carolina? 76. Can Wake Forest stop North Carolina? Yeah, I, I don't think North Carolina is that good on offense. I don't trust the over. Okay. My five-star pick last week was the one I'm saving for last because it was one of my picks of the year. Uncle Big Nick completely didn't get it. I don't know how this is a great spot for the this, this, uh, Seattle is a terrible spot for the Saints. You you know, they were coming off a bye week and how that offense is going to play against Tom Brady and blah, 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 blah. The fact is, your goat, and goats, by the way, if you didn't listen to Monday's Datitude, sound a lot like sheep. That's not my goat. Oh, he's, he's still the goat, okay? Everybody's oh, goat. Montana's my goat. Well, Montana's your goat. I just want to get that out there. Okay, well, I tell you what. He can go eat paper, too, because the Saints just beat up on Tom Brady. The Saints did not beat up on Joe Montana, by the way. Saints beat up on Tom Brady, and they will continue to beat up on Tom Brady. The Saints know how to bang him up. It was one of my picks of the year. Saints plus five and a half over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What you got to say about that? For you, there's one point. Go ahead. Any point in the game that you think the Saints are going to lose? The only point in the game where I thought they might lose, there were two points when I thought they might lose. Not, not, not that I thought they would lose, but I certainly thought they might lose. It's when it was 27-26 when the Bucs took the lead. And then I, then I thought, actually, I, I got to say, I thought there was a good chance they would lose when they drove down the field and for some reason Sean Payton threw the ball three times in a row and left time on the clock and then just kicked the field goal against Brady. I thought they really needed a touchdown there. So, yeah. But I still thought they would cover. Yeah, I mean, they still was going to cover even if he came down and kicked the field. That was never in question. There was no the point. Cover at, was never at no point question. Yeah, at no point yeah. did I think they wouldn't cover. I'm just wondering because you act it was the easiest pick in the world, but there was one. There was a point where. It, know, was, it, my, was, it was one Jeopardy. of my top three or four plays of the year. And I said that last week. And you thought I was nuts. I'm just saying. I don't think you're nuts. And I gave you my you reason. You were right. You can be nuts and right. This is, this is... I can't. Yeah, you can definitely be nuts and right. So with that being said, and I'm 3-0 and on my five-star pick, I'm going with my teaser this week as my five-star pick. And I, I don't quite like it as much as I liked the Saints pick last week, but it's pretty darn close. I got the Dolphins minus a half and the Steelers minus a half. Dolphins are playing Houston at home. 
Steelers are playing Dom Corolla's Chicago Bears at home on a Monday night. And basically, all they got to each do is win. I like the I like the Bears Monday night. To win? I don't trust it. Yeah. You think the Bears win straight up? You know, don't tell yeah, me you're on the Justin Fields train yeah. like the guys I was with on that at the book show. I'm I'm on the Ben Roethlisberger's terrible train. Okay. And well, I got asked. I mean, I, I got asked earlier, in all sincerity, like right now, and I get it. And, I, and so what? You know what? If the public wants to disagree with me, they can disagree with me. I got asked straight up, who's a better quarterback right now, Justin Fields or Ben Roethlisberger? And it's easy. I don't even think it's close. As bad as Ben Roethlisberger is, I think Justin Fields is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. They asked me, worse than Sam Darnold? And I'm like, it's close. I mean, he's terrible. Worse than Jared Goff? Definitely worse than Jared Goff. He's he awful. Looked, he looked really good against Frisco. He looks like a lost puppy. He looked better without Nagy. He's fine when he, can, when he runs around. He had one of the greatest runs I've seen all year that last week against Frisco. Sick, yes. That was a sick run. It was outstanding. It shows why he's in the NFL and why people think he has promise. But he can't throw the ball. I mean, it's like Willie Mays Hayes. You might run like Mays, but you hit like, you know what? <laughs> well, you might run like Sayers, but you pass like, you know what? I mean, that's who Justin yeah. Fields is. He's terrible. Anyway. Long tangent. I think the Dolphins and Steelers went straight up. That's all I got to do here. The teaser. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, I didn't like your five-star pick this week either, but that didn't work out for me either. I got 15 points this year with my five-star pick, man. Yeah, that's that's why you're beating me. Uncle Big Nick, thanks for your picks, and uh, we'll do it again next week and figure out where we are. And if I beat you too right, bad, I, I won't rub it in. Well, I'm the Saints one because you don't, don't text you till Monday. But when soon as they won a text on Sunday, so I mean, uh, you know, I'm just glad they won. It was like a Halloween treat. I couldn't wait. I won't text yes, you this week because I don't. I'm picking the Falcons against the spread. So, I mean, if the if the Saints lose, but don't mess with me if the Saints lose. I would never do that. Talk to you next week. <laughs> I mean. Uncle Big Nick. It's all about having fun. That's what we said. Making these picks, we're gonna have fun making them. And we hope we're right in the process. But you know what? We, we're right more than we're wrong for the most part. And we hope you enjoy listening to them. We'll see how they work out. That's going to just about wrap it up for episode 19 of Datitude. Um, I want to thank my guest conductor Dave and Uncle Big Nick for their weekly appearance on the show. And uh, we'll have them back next Friday. Next week, we'll do it all over again. On Monday, we'll have a pre- uh, preview. We won't have a preview yet. We will have a review of the Saints-Falcons game. Not sure my guests will be on Monday, but um, we'll have a nice discussion about that. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about the Pelicans. We'll talk a little bit about, and a very little bit, about LSU-Alabama, unless something really weird happens. You never know, right? We'll talk about that on Monday and Wednesday. We'll do it all over again and start to preview Saints and Titans in week 10. Um, I want to give uh, a shout out and a thank you to Caesar Sportsbook, a proud sponsor of bet.nola. Well, I don't know if they're proud or not. They're a sponsor of bet.nola.com. Uh, and um, we are happy to be in partnership with them for sure. In fact, next Thursday at Manning's, we'll have a uh, sports betting 101 show. 
uh, live from there. Uh, Datitude, not Datitude, although I may play pieces of it here on Datitude. Um, check it out. We will be going live there and talking about all you people that are new to betting and want to learn the ins and outs or how to even bet. It's going to be all on Sports Betting 101. You'll be able to find out there again next Thursday at Manning's. I believe that's going to be at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you want to go to the show, um, I'm not sure that there are any tickets remaining. Uh, they were on a very limited basis, but I am. I know that you can go to Manning's and, uh, and eat, and we'll be mingling with the crowd after the show's over. Feel free to come and hang out and ask me any questions, or Zach or Devin or anyone else there. Jeff Duncan and Rod Walker are also going to be there. Should be a pretty good show. Um, and then, again, Datitude next week. I can't believe we're going to be doing episode 20 next Monday. It is hard to believe we've done that many episodes. And so I want to thank all my guests. Um, thanks for, and thank you. Whether, you. whether you have listened to just this episode, it's your first time, or whether you've listened to all 19 or somewhere in between, this show does not happen without you guys. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a numbers cruncher. And I can see that the numbers have been getting better each week. And uh, I'm very thankful. So tell your friends. Don't forget to go and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast. search for Datitude. Hit the subscribe button. You will learn whenever the newest episode comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So that's going to do it for this last episode of the week, episode number 19. We will see you on Monday. Enjoy the football. But most importantly... Enjoy your family and your friends. We'll see you Monday. Peace and love, my friends.